and welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. I was going to say good morning, but it is, in fact, evening. That that was, like, also on the tip of my tongue. Right. Even though it's, it's 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we're recording this early because if you're hearing this, me and Erica just spent the weekend at fucking drag con 2022 i i get the little emails about the updates and every time i see names i just like a tear comes to my eye because i i'm so excited but i'm also my head starts spinning with the the thing i'm the the, the clever way i'm gonna tell someone how much i love them like i'm nervous i fucking gotten i was reading it i was like they're all gonna be there like i'm scared I, like what if they don't like me what if I say the wrong thing what if I sound stupid and they're like thank you next and I'm like no but I spent money to like you please what like they, me back what if they read us that would be tight it would be tight but what if they what's what the worst crime is if they just ignore us I don't want to put that, I don't want to put that energy into the world, but that's, How that's a crime worse than death. I know. Are I, you I, mean, I would hate something sparkly. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same. I, I also wonder, you know, could I, would someone stop me and just go, oh, are you such and such? And I'll have to go, oh no, I'm not a drag queen. <laughs> just this <laughs> woman. What a. So you're going to do a lot of makeup too? Not like an extravagant amount. I just feel like my, my, you know, my uh, body and my, uh, you know, temperament might lend itself <laughs> to temperament. This- <laughs> I, I think, you know what? I have like the pig, like the glitter pigment. I might do like a big eye. Ooh. I mean, we have three days to experiment, you know? You're right. I should start practicing now. Yeah. That shit is hard to get off, though. I'm going to look busted by day three. (laughs) I don't know how they, it must just, they must just wash their face with like Vaseline. I don't know. And like gasoline and Vaseline. I don't know how they do it. The amount of times I've gotten drunk and fallen asleep in my makeup, like I just, I don't have it in me. And I know that makes you mad. And I, I've been honestly, ever since I told you that I wasn't, wash my face much i've been doing it more and i think of you every time i'm like erica would want me to do this thank you so much i i can influence one person i'm a micro influencer to one person and that's you (laughs) it's true it's true why are you trash this week my micro influencer so when i was in high school i was very involved in a organization that was promoting agriculture to you know, agriculture education uh-huh. and it was called ffa and it stands for the future farmers of america like <laughs> they, they just you slipped right through their fingers so i know i just i somehow didn't go into the farming i've got big dreams of hollywood <laughs> said well turn in your your hoe and your hat leave it at the borders of oklahoma kid <laughs> so there was a national convention that was held and it was a huge deal Mm -hmm. it was a huge deal and 
the way you, the school would, would pay for so many kids to go to the national convention and you had, you qualified on a point scale. And so my freshman year I worked my, and that was the first year I was eligible. I worked my happy little ass off to go to national convention. I did every event. I was like the number two points earner in the whole chapter. And wouldn't you know what happened? 9-11. Erica, Erica, you leave that shit out of this. Are you going to blame 9-11 for you not being able to go farmer nationals? So someone that I respect deeply and shaped a lot of my life, my agriculture education teacher, one of my favorite human beings on the planet said and chose that we not attend the national convention that the year after it happened because of, or the, you know, a year because of, in their words, I'm paraphrasing, but they were like, if terrorists really wanted to make an impact, they would go and attack the youth and who would be a better representative of America than these future farmers of America. And so I was like, God damn, like nothing in my life did I want to do more than go to this national convention for years. But I was like, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Uh-huh. That's a terrorists are sitting in a fucking cell in Afghanistan, somewhere in the middle East, plotting out the FFA convention. They said, we hit New York. Now it's time to go after the young farmers. Hit them where they eat. <laughs> New York, the Pentagon, and then the Young Farmers Convention. <laughs> and we didn't go to the convention, but I truly was like, that that's a hundred percent. That's what's next, is they would go after the youth of America. <laughs> okay, wait. I need to make sure I'm getting my timing right. So you're talking mm-hmm. about something in 2001. Your like farming convention is September 2001. Yes, I would have, it would have been like an, like October, essentially. Yeah. Like October of, of 20 of 2001. If memory serves me correctly, we did not get to go because 9-11, they were like, that's where they're going to go next. And I was like, you're right. God damn it. (laughs) And uh, I, but I was also a little resentful. I was super resentful at the same time. Cause I was like, I worked I went to every activity. I volunteered. I did all of the things that would was qualify. Was this your senior year? No, like freshman, like my first year I was eligible, like freshman year. So did you I go like, later? Yes. I eventually got to go. <laughs> you know, I love that though, because you never like, just there's nothing with higher stakes than everything when you're in high school. The first, and it was the first one where I was like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. <laughs> but I was like, again, terrorists are plotting huge stakes. Holy shit. They're going to go after a bunch of kids wearing blue corduroy jackets, sitting in a convention hall in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. That is trashy. <laughs> yeah. Dark. Uh, dark. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I wholeheartedly was like, absolutely that's what they're gonna do next (laughs) were you scared i remember 
we played a softball game the day of 9-11, but we got to vote whether we wanted to or not. And my coach was like, you know, you, you girls get to vote if you want to play today or not. And we were like, we're not going to let the terrorist win. So I think that was my mindset was somehow living my life was not letting terrorism win. So I don't think, I don't think I was scared. I think I was more like defiant. I just remember middle school, my art teacher with her head buried in her hands were not like just look up occasionally at us all just waiting to be spoken to and be like i don't know what to say to you guys and then we just go back in our hands and that was like an entire like period and like meanwhile you guys are taking votes on whether to play softball oklahoma and colorado different places i guess well the first news that was coming out we thought it was an accident we didn't know it was that we thought it was the first conversations we had. I'm sorry, we're talking about 9 11 so much, but I, like, I was just thinking, I was like, we are I'm so, I'm sorry. starting this podcast <laughs> in a place of 9 11, but like, but the, the, we thought it was an accident. And I was like, how do you fucking drive a plane into a building? Like, it's huge. How could you do that? Like, we were like, that stupid pilot, that was our first conversations that like the teachers and the students had that day like oh my god like how dumb so you guys just don't get good news in Oklahoma <laughs> and then we eventually found out and it was like oh you know it like it hit us in waves oh man yeah anyway why are you trash enough about this <laughs> nothing to do with 9-11 okay thank god Not thank god something to do with it I think everyone understands me to be an athlete Mm-hmm. of course <laughs> obviously an athlete so I decided yesterday that I'm like you know I'm gonna get back into running I would run like before when I was like had more disordered eating and truly hated myself a lot and then I kind of stopped running but now I'm like in a good place mentally and I just didn't want to get on the fucking Peloton. So I was like, time to run. Let's fucking do this. So I went out and I got to the pretty neighborhood that's close to my ugly neighborhood and (laughs) was like, here we go. And I ran for uh, stopping and starting, of course, uh, for approximately like 0.6 miles before I was like, gotta go home, gonna shit myself. And so I had to like, like kind of tight butt like speed walk home because I was literally going to, I was gonna shit on the street like bridesmaid style or just like it was just gonna like go in my pants, kind of shit myself. And so I finally get home, thank God. And I walk in the door And my like legs are crossed and my asshole is tightened. And my partner's like, hey, can you take out the dog? Like, do you want to take out the dog too? Like you came back so fast. And I was like, I'm going to go potty because I didn't want to like scream because my neighbors will hear me like, I'm going to shit myself. But I was like, I'm going to go potty. Like I need, I have to, I have to go to the bathroom. Like, can you please like go away? And he's just like sitting there, like half staring at me, half staring at like his phone 
being like, oh, I just wanted to see like if you wanted to go back out to take the dog. I was like, I need you to go away. And then I finally like I found the strength to like make it the 12 feet. But I was like, I'm going to shit myself at the door. And this stupid asshole who I love very much and I can't wait to marry. But this dumb motherfucker, he won't fucking just listen to me and turn the corner and walk away. Like if I shit myself at the front door, fine, we'll get through that. But if I shit myself at the front door and he's eye contact with me. And all I tried to do was better myself and jog. Like, no, it was not good. So I went, I I did make it, but like how embarrassing. And also like my friend is like my neighbor and she was like, Hey, like, saw you out there. Like, and I was like, yeah, girl, like she, and she runs all the time. She's like, let me know if you need a partner. And I was like, LOL, fine. Sounds good. And then I had to like rush home to shit myself. So it's like, I can't, I can't go running with her. I interrupt her workout. Having having two bathrooms is like a lifesaver in my relationship, but they're (laughs) on different floors. So when we're coming home, if we're in that like situation, it's like upstairs or downstairs. How are we playing this? Like, do we, (laughs) how do we split up? How do we go? I, I, I learned something interesting about the, the biking triathlete community that you might find interesting uh-huh. bikers bikers are kind of uh elitist about the way that they perform we're talking tour de france bikers tour de france bikers um are kind of more uh elitist because they don't get along with triathletes that do the running the swimming and the biking because the triathletes pee on their bikes when they're doing the triathlons they don't stop to yeah they to, just piss to and break shit off yes they just piss and shit on their bikes and bikers are like they call them tri dweebs <laughs> there's like a subclass of athletes which is crazy because doing a triathlon sounds absolutely bananas Oh, it's, it's insane. The fact that the shortest part of your triathlon is when you swim three fucking miles. <laughs> there better be a shark behind me if I ever have to do a triathlon, like even on land. I, I'd take my chances and turn around and try to punch it before I would swim three miles away from a fucking shark. It's like, what? go for the nose. Go for the nose. I, honestly, I'm like, that's what I'm using my energy for is go, I'm to try to beat up the shark because there's no way I'm swimming out to that buoy. It's too late for me. It's too late. You know, it's it's never too late for a damn good marketing ploy. Oh, okay. Let's get into our first story. Let's do it. From au.news.yahoo.com. A petrol station's inappropriate bikini girl stunt was shut down by the police. A new petrol station's unique ploy to bring in customers has been reportedly shut down because it was causing gridlock in the streets. In a bid to stand out from the crowd, the petrol station in China hired the service of six women donning revealing outfits to stand at the pumps and welcomed her motorist on Tuesday. Bikini girls, why not, you know? I mean, drivers were flocking to the station and it caused congestion. And yeah, the, the stunt was shut down for due to inappropriate marketing activities. You know... 
on the one hand it's like fine put out some bikini girls to bring people into the gas station or whatever but like at the other hand it's like does that still seriously work for people because like we have the internet you can see bikini girls and you can go to the beach be cool don't be a freak right but it's almost like because they're bikini girls outside of a gas station it's like this weird blurry level of like consent or permission to like be weird and stare at them like and i kind of hate that yeah i think the allure is not like ooh, i get to see like boobs and butt it's the i could talk to them i can see anything i want to see on the internet i could see somebody's asshole in two clicks right now you know asshole click click <laughs> but ooh, i don't know i don't know how to google much but i know that one <laughs> but i think it's the if what if i could talk to them they're they're in person what if i could talk to them and maybe we could continue to talk you know i think that might be the allure of this whole thing take a picture with them yes hug them Yes. Ooh, look at look at me with the bikini girl. I'm cooler than I think I am. Speaking of cooler than they think they are. Wow, great segue. Thank you so much. Let's get into our second story from the avclub.com. They posted a brief history of the many lies celebrities have told on MTV Cribs. And by they, I mean this video that AV Club picked up. I truly loved Cribs. I, I love like architecture digest and like uh you know the 17 or 77 questions Mm -hmm. house tours and all these things because they do do, feel like they're more authentic yeah and uh, i mean and we had you know ashley tisdale just be like oh i had to have my husband go buy some books (laughs) like i just feel like as you can fill that bookcase as much as celebrities are still you know bullshit and fake and everything's insane and when you see them without face filters, you're like, oh, your skin has texture and pores and lines. But I feel like there's a bridge of they want to give us like a little authenticity to keep, you know, like a nibble of authenticity to keep us interested these days. Yeah, that wasn't so much the case back when MTV Cribs was on. MTV Cribs was back during a time when it was like all about just being grandeur and like whatever like how much how rich are you and so they've got all these examples like we've got ja rule who rented a mansion um bow wow like rented a shit ton of cars 50 cent rented a bunch of cars jojo she used her uncle's house when because she was living out of a hotel at the time i mean these people make a lot of money but it's also just like if you know if you know more than me about money management, which means, you know, an okay amount, you know that you don't just have one great big career thing happen and you blow every fucking dime you have on some sort of mansion in, you know, the Hamptons or like three Lamborghinis. People don't actually have that kind of money until they do. And when they do, um, they don't go in cribs or they're Mariah Carey. And you have to be in it a while and own some of your publishing rights to really have like that kind of money. Yeah. You know, the the flash in the pans don't really have it. Yeah. Um, But it was nice to know that Mariah Carey's shit was real. 
I mean, yeah. she's got the most bananas, like unhinged episode of Cribs ever, but like, I kind of love it. Yeah, truly. Sorry. Um, I did really like, uh, they do get into Redman's yes. episode of Cribs. <laughs> it shows off his messy Staten Island house where he irons clothes on the floor, plays Dreamcast on a TV place right next to his bed alongside a bottle of lotion and withdraws cash from a bank that consists of a shoebox on top of his fridge. Yeah, he like was like, this is legitimately how I live and where I live. Yeah, yeah not, not like, uh, I feel like that era from like 2000 to like 2006, seven was as if, if Miami was a, was a decade. Yeah, that checks out. That definitely like makes sense. You know, what's crazy is I'm thinking about it and because I would watch Cribs a lot and it would definitely. I was like a teenager who was trying to be an actress. So I was like, woof, I am close to getting all this. <laughs> but I remember the Beverly Mitchell of Seventh Heaven fame. Okay. She did an MTV Cribs. And I remember that she just showed off like this, like two bedroom, like house in the Valley. It was very cute. And I'm like, remember kind of being like, that's weird. And yet for some reason, I always found it aspirational I was yeah. like, oh, that's nice. She's just got this little house. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I should do that with all my <laughs> money. Because, like, arguably, like, she was on, like, you know, a, however many seasons of Seventh Heaven. She probably got a lot of money. Uh, she does, like, Hallmark movies now, which is kind of crazy. Which, oh, wow. I If I haven't recommended it before, I'll recommend it now. It's really important. Uh, Mitchell Hallmark movies. Oh, she does a lot of them. Fuck. Okay. I think I've talked about it, but please do yourself a favor. Just write it down now so you don't forget it. Hometown Christmas is Beverly Mitchell and like some guy from the hills. And when I tell you they have negative chemistry, like she literally has more chemistry with her brother (laughs) with whom she has a lot in this movie. Uh, It's a great bad Christmas movie. Hometown Christmas. Please, I'm. I'm. It's not what I'm hoarding this week, but please just do yourself a favor. Right, I love it. Do it. Well, we should do Christmas in July, where we recommend a Christmas movie when it's in July. Ooh. Oh, I love what ABC Family used to do. That yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Now freeform. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I do hit that level of wealth, I will decorate my home ostentatiously. Like yeah. it will be like, ugh gaudy and i will have like roman baths decorating all like the people who like people go oh well money can't buy days yes they'll go new money (laughs) and i'll go damn right it's new money i this is such a good segue into the next story but i have to just point something out before i forget it remember like in the pandemic like early days when people like all the celebrities were like doing concerts from their houses and shit and you would just like see certain celebrity houses and you'd be like, who the fuck decorated? Because that was their place. Yeah. Like that was their place. I can't remember what the fuck it was. It was like that one big like Lady Gaga like fundraising concert that she did. But one of the like it was some old 80s rock star. And he had this like the most fucking wild fucked up house. And you're like, Ugh. Yeah, like I could have gone my whole life without seeing this person's house, but because we're in a we're in a fucking pandemic, I have to now watch no. Zoom concerts. 
Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Anyway. March March to July 2020 was a wild time. And then we kind of got our sea legs with it. A little yeah. Bit. And then the holidays hit and it was fucking pandemonium again. That was a scare. One of the scariest parts. Because yeah. you're like, Trump's going to get us a vaccine, I guess. <laughs> and everyone's dead at Christmas. That was fucking nuts. That's I think it was more maybe for LA people because that's what I actually like started to know people who were getting COVID. Yeah. Okay, we've gone from 9-11 to the scariest parts of COVID. <laughs> well, Shall we're we coming talk back. about the Holocaust next? No. It comes up in our next story. It truly does. From the <laughs> New York Times.com. Goodwill sold a bust for $34.99. It was an ancient Roman relic. Laura Young was browsing through a Goodwill store in Austin, Texas in 2018 when she found a bust for sale for $34.99. She brought it home. No big deal, but she had a feeling it was special. Turns out it wasn't just another heavy curio suitable for plunking in the garden. It was an actual Roman bust from the late first century BC or early first century AD which has been a part of the Bavarian King's art collection from the 19th century until it was looted during World War II. She had named it Dennis Reynolds after the character from It's Always Sunny Philadelphia. It was 52 pounds. It was marble. And wouldn't you know it, they they said, give it back. It was a mystery how it got to Texas in the first place. Uh, like most things. I mean, how, how the hell did you get to Texas? How the hell does anyone get to Texas? But <laughs> I 40, you know, uh, 44. Fuck. Ah, wow. I don't know geography. Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, again? <laughs> uh, no, the listeners know I'm not smart. Um, no. <laughs> you just try, you try, and then you fuck up a specific, and then it's like, Ah, anyway so uh, yeah so essentially they want their shit back uh, and so but she my favorite thing is when she got the bus home she had it strapped in a seat belt in her front seat of her car and i was like did you take the carpool lane that day is that your joke yeah i'm sorry <laughs> i i one time i got a, a large i got a, a stump like a large tree stump uh-huh uh you know about a two and a half foot tall stump of a tree and i had to strap it into the my front seat of my car seat belt buckle it in and i just kept as i was driving you know the 45 minute round trip from where i picked up to my house i was like i really hope today is not the day i get pulled over by a police officer and then have to say oh don't don't mind that don't mind the tree stump buckled into my passenger seat sir it's it's not important (laughs) Why do you think it's, they don't worry about, about it? You know why it's I pulled you over, weird. ma'am? Because of the wood. <laughs> yeah. Because my husband. <laughs> my husband's distracting me while we're driving. No, you have a tail light out. <laughs> In California, you can say, I'm not going to give legal advice. Never mind. Google. <laughs> Just don't even tell them to Google it. We'll just, well, let's, let's just breeze right past it. The point is, this was a Roman bus that they think that was stolen by the Nazis. And then mm-hmm. they think that an American soldier must have stolen it and taken it to Texas. And now 
it's not like Rome who's asking for it back. It's Germany being like, hey, that's ours. Hey, we stole that. We want that back. It's me. It's I'm so confused by that logic. And also like, it's like she has no choice. I don't get it. Like, fuck you. You fucking stole it too. So because it was acquired by Ludwig the first a Bavarian king at some point before 1833. Again, we're not lawyers, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the, there's some uh, legality to, you know, why they have to give it back. Basically, you know, she, I, she don't get it. It's like fucking come get it. I'm in America, bitch. What are you going to do? You're gonna extradite it? Yeah, fucking come get it. Yeah, you want it? You want to come get it? So she she handed it over to a museum. Ugh. <laughs> Just kidding. I love museums. But she handed it over to a museum, and then they made her a three D printed model of it, so that that's she could nice. feel like yeah, that's nice. I don't know. Wouldn't you be pissed? Like, I'm be honest. If it was me, because I'm a piece of shit trash, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, come get it. These colors don't bleed, and fuck you pay me now only because it's germany art that it's that yes but if it were art that was stolen from victims of the holocaust and stuff like that that art should 100 percent be re- restored and like everything should go back to people that were like occupied and stolen and murdered all that shit should be restored. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm talking about this specific this situation. specific case. <laughs> these colors don't run. Fuck you, pay me. And what was your third point? Because I loved it. I don't know. Come get it. Come get it. Yeah. Come, come get, get it. it. Like, it's, I don't know. It, you stole or it. Or fly me first class. Fly the bus next to me. That's two seats because I'm going to store that shit under my seat. <laughs> lie flat for the bust. Lie flat for me. Yeah, that's two lie flats total. <laughs> that's expensive. You want it? I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. It, it just doesn't make sense. But yeah, it's like, uh, come get it. Anyway, speaking of uh, come get it, <laughs> somebody got to come get their boy. Oh my God. From the independent.co savage rejection of man's marrow proposal and busy mcdonald's goes viral she said mcno <laughs> that made me lol <laughs> who said journalism is dead <laughs> this is in a mcdonald's in south africa a man can be seen in a viral video holding on a ring box while the woman being proposed to places her order at the fast food chain so a twitter user said Witness such a sad situation today, y'all. And they uploaded the viral video, which has collected 3.7 million views and received 66,000 likes and 11,000 retweets. <laughs> She's chatting with the McDonald's employee and then she looks at the guy and just shakes her head at the, at the man. The crowd at the restaurant can be heard cheering in the background. Oh no. But then she exchanges some inaudible words with the man and storms out of the restaurant. He gets up, collects the food, and then he also leaves. But he probably had to wait a couple minutes for the food to get ready. It probably wasn't ready immediately because it seems like she had just paid. He probably had to wait on the fries because, you know, they had just come out of the out of the uh you know the fryer and they had to cool down a little bit and get salted and 
Oh, man. I mean, so, uh, you know, people are like sympathizing with him or whatever. Everyone's like, you can, women are allowed to say no to proposals. Like, I kind of can't imagine being in a situation. Sure, proposals are surprises. Come at me like you didn't at least talk about marriage first. Right. Right. Has there been a discussion that this could be on the is McDonald's a special place in your heart? Uh, you know, is is Grimace a, a third in your relationship? Do you have sure. a the Hamburglar as the officiant? You know, as like why McDonald's specifically? Uh, it's uh... <laughs> I need a follow up. I, I, I like I'm not satisfied. I need to know who these people were. I need more information. I need to know why he chose McDonald's. I need to know why she said no. I mean, I know why she said no, but I need to just hear <laughs> it in her words. Did you see that uh, documentary? Uh, let me look it up. Man with small penis documentary. I have not seen the man with the small penis documentary. Unhung Hero. Okay. It's a 2013 documentary called Unhung Hero. And this guy went this is 2013. So this is early days, viral videos. He went viral when he uh, proposed to his girlfriend at a UCLA game. And she said, no. And so that was like, you know, like, again, this is 2013. YouTube hadn't seen these fucking videos. Everyone had seen it. So instead of going to therapy, he made the decision to make a documentary based on why she said no, because she told him, I just can't spend the rest of my life with a man who has as small of a penis as you do. And again, rather than seeking therapy, men will make a whole documentary where they travel the world to figure out everyone's fucking dick size before they'll speak to a therapist. Men will buy Twitter before they go to therapy. (laughs) Men will send a man to space before they go to therapy. Men will run for president before they go to therapy. They'll make a documentary about how big is the dicks in Norway versus how big are the dicks in Zimbabwe. <laughs> it's like it was the most, no pun intended, masturbatory fucking documentary I've ever seen. And it's so funny because like so many people in it are like, he's like, oh, do you care about penis size? And they're like, no, mm-hmm. like what yeah like maybe it's your fucking personality he's in there asking his parents like dad do you have a small dick and like mom do you care it's fucking crazy no conversations you should never have like emphasize is okay with me if that's the conversation that you're going to have like you you should be allowed to kill a child not when they're babies but when they're in their late 20s if they ask you that question, Abrahamic Isaac shit, like that should be allowed. Just go to therapy. <laughs> Just go to therapy, dude. He ends up at the end of it, like going on a couple of dates with like this woman that he meets at a sex store. Who's like, here's all the things that you can use instead if you have a tiny dick. And he's like, thanks. But then he like, there's like a, a small like chain of a love story at the end of it. Like the call to action for this documentary is just deal with like the kinky girls who work at sex shops they don't mind that my pee pee's tiny anyways 
you know <laughs> and just we are on tangents this episode tangent city. this episode is called tangent city <laughs> let's get into where this guy's going which is uh hartsville city uh from the new york times.com what's hartsville city where this guy oh oh hartsville south carolina oh i thought you were like referencing some fucking short story about a jail called hartsville city or some stupid shit not out of bounds for me no it was that's why i was like let me stop her and see what she's talking about okay carry on A man tried to rob a bank from the back of a taxi. It did not go well. A man was sentenced to six years in prison for what the police in Hartsville, South Carolina called one of the dumbest of the dumb crooks. In hindsight, it might have not been the best strategy. So he got in a taxi, asked to be driven to the bank. The cab pulled up through the drive-thru window where the passenger handed the driver an envelope to pass to the teller through the uh, tube system, which, man, how lit were the tube systems when you were a kid? Oh, my God. I was like, "Ah, there's magic. We put something in, money and a sticker, a lollipop, come back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The teller inside read the note, which demanded all the money from the drawers and threatened to kill and or blow up the bank, the authorities said. Frightened, the teller activated the alarm. Like, as if the teller was going to just go, I need more tubes. <laughs> You've got to send all the money. Like, you're not even monitoring them to make sure that they don't just call the police. They go, oh, shit, this note's scary. Yeah, I've got a man on the ins. No, I'm not going to give a criminal advice. No, 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 I retract no. It back. I retract it back. <laughs> no. No, Erica. <laughs> I swear to God, this podcast is going to turn me into a criminal because I'm going to hear these stories and go, this is how I could be smarter. No. <laughs> anyway, so when the police arrived, they found the passenger in the taxi's back seat and arrested him. They didn't leave? He well, was waiting know. on the money. He was like, this is probably take, you can keep the meter running. This probably take a second. They're going to need more tubes. I asked for all of it. Like, I don't have f- any cash right now, but I'm getting the cash from the bank to pay you. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he made the unfortunate decision to rob the bank during the high point of the COVID pandemic. So the bank lobby was closed. Okay. Okay. Well, right. you got to innovate. <laughs> sure. That'll, that'll work. Pivot. Yeah. Learn cybercrime. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Don't give that kind of advice. Don't learn cybercrime. Don't commit crimes at all. Don't commit crimes. Be a law-abiding citizen. And uh, you know what? If you're going to commit crimes, you take care of the people you've hurt in the past, like during the crime. So the driver told the authorities that he, the the man. I asked him to drive to the bank and he said he would pay him for his troubles and the extra travel on the way. They stopped at a family dollar store explaining that he had recently fallen off a roof. The man handed the driver 20 and asked him to buy manila envelopes and a Pepsi. So <laughs> the driver said that, you know, side trips are, are common <laughs> and that he doesn't ask question or get into people's business. 
said manila envelopes and a pepsi coming right up <laughs> you couldn't have shown up with your own envelopes and pepsi i guess he wanted the driver to be on the cctv buying it Ooh. byop <laughs> bring your own pepsi a bank <laughs> robber <laughs> and also like he's like how many manila envelopes do you need mm, how much money you think is in a bank Enough melanella envelopes for that, please. If they have a cartoonish sack with a dollar sign on it, I'll take that as well. The manila envelopes are simply to uh, budget this later. I'll need to dole them out ostentatiously to people at the border. So, you know, however you do. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you think's best. Oh, my God. All right. From uh, South Carolina, let's go to Texas. Yes. So this is what I meant when I said, if you're going to commit a crime, at least take care of the people you've hurt along the way. Mm -hmm. Because uh, according to CBS News, a man was caught on video using a stolen lawnmower to cut that victim's grass. (laughs) It's nice. So the police department are asking for the public to also cut strangers grass with stolen lawnmowers no no they're not no they're not i'm sorry i misread that (laughs) a texas police department is asking for the public for information on a man accused of stealing a lawnmower from a property and using it to mow the victim's lawn the man is wanted for burglary of a building according to the port author police department he took the lawnmower from the home without the owner's consent and uh, he mowed their front and backyard. I mean, maybe that's just good crime because you're like, all right, I'm going to steal this lawnmower. It's been sitting here for a little while, but I'll mow the lawn first because it'll take them longer to realize it's gone because their grass has been mowed. Brilliant. Brilliant. You know, I mean, it's kind of like, it's the whole you drink your parents' liquor, vodka, but you replace it with water mm-hmm. because they're not going to notice that it's gone. Or they're not going to know for longer, well, you know, a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I never did that. Mm, nope. I I posted a, a meme on our Trashy Trashy Instagram recently that was a woman breaks into home, does the dishes, pets a dog, it's something else and, and it showed a picture of the woman that you know broke into the home and then under the the you know the tweet everyone was just like is she available thursday like can she does she, does she do house calls like can she come to my house like yeah dishes are piling up come on over pet the dog do the dishes and get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so if, if i talked about being haunted by santas in belfast being surrounded by santas no no okay so when i visited belfast several years ago we were staying in a uh, in a flat we happened to try to leave belfast on the morning of a santa run (laughs) and so our hotel was essentially blocked in by like a you know a, a santa run where people are in costume and they're running all around the city and there's drinks and merriment but uber couldn't get to us because the streets were all blocked off and we had to somehow outrun this but we didn't know what the street paths were or what 
like how to escape Belfast. So we had a train to catch to leave the country. And so we had to like navigate a Santa run. And there was no like, oh, this street's fine. Cause we'd be like, oh, we think we could call an Uber here. And then we'd see fucking like eight Santas running towards us. And we're like, no, we're not out of the Santas. like in the middle of a santa run so we had to just keep going further and further like in or out of the heart of the city i don't know which direction we were going but we were like we just can't get away from these goddamn santas so the ubers couldn't get to us for the street closures and so eventually we got we got out but anyway uh so i i will uh forever be haunted by santas and belfast and our next story takes place in Belfast, Maine, not Belfast, Ireland, like I thought, Northern Ireland. Anyway, let's go to au.news.yahoo.com. I can't, I looked up Santa Run and multiple options came up, not just Belfast. No, it's it's a, like tons of cities have these Santa Runs. Santa Dash is technically what it's called. Santa Dashes, Santa Cons, like people just dressed in santa costumes to drink and run and have merriment there's also a monster dash half marathon and i think it's the weekend that uh, my significant other is taking his bachelor party can you imagine he like takes his bachelor party and i just run a 10k and then i shit everywhere (laughs) have fun honey i'll be bettering myself on a 10k go fuck yourself yeah, I see that all the time where people are like, we're going to do our bachelorette party and then we're going to have yoga and cycling in the morning. And I'm like, y'all can. <laughs> I saw I had a friend back when I had roommates who went on they went on a bachelorette party at Zion and they just hiked the whole time. I'm like, fuck you. Hard to hike when you're hungover. <laughs> Wait, like, yeah, when do we drink? no we're gonna be camping and and hiking and zion the whole time i'm like um are we gonna do drugs like (laughs) this is your bachelorette party yeah if you wanted to take a hiking trip with your friends take a hiking trip with your friends yeah not me okay sorry yes belfast so a drunk man's hilarious attempt to evade arrest are mocked by the police uh, I mean, I read this one and I was like, these are the kinds of stories where it's because like sometimes we do stories on here that I'm like, I would never. This one, I don't. I mean, I don't think that I would be drunkenly trying to avoid the police. I don't know how I would get in that situation, mm-hmm. but I definitely would maybe if I was drunk, try to hide under a blanket from someone. It'd be like, I'm invisible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so... uh Oh, it's a U.S. city of Belfast. Yeah, yeah. Your Santa run was in Northern Ireland. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, around twelve forty in the morning, cops found this drunk guy that he, they'd gotten a call about the night before, just under a blankie on a on a bench. <laughs> he was just sitting in a chair with a blanket dropped over him, and they, uh, you know, they revealed a sheepish man whose age has not been reported underneath. And they were like, uh, gotcha, bitch. Like Scooby-Doo-esque. Just, whoosh. I saw a mystery machine out in the wild the other day. Did you? I saw a van that was painted up like the mystery machine. Yeah. 
It was really cute. Yeah. I think they have one here in LA that they just, sometimes someone just drives it around. Yeah. The guy looked like a, sh- like what a shaggy would look like. And I was like, good on you, man. You know, your brand. Yeah. Commit. Commit. Even though like, who knows if people even know what that is now. Do kids know Scooby-Doo now? I don't Oh, God. Uh, uh, Paw Patrol's uncle, Scooby-Doo. I don't know. Anyway, kids, if you're listening, turn off and go tell an adult. So, you know, they posted to their social media. And of course, the comments had a field day. And somebody's like, he almost got away with it. If it weren't for those meddling police officers. (laughs) This is this is a side note, a terrible, terrible moment. But I read a news headline today that said I read a news headline today that said a man had a heart attack digging a, a hole for a woman that he just murdered and he had like he was digging like he was trying to hide the body and he had a heart attack while digging the body and i and i and i was like reading you know it's like i never try to look at comments on news things because that is a fool's errand and that is uh-huh. just a way to puncture a hole in your heart in your brain but i did i did say well murder ain't for the faint of heart nice and then i said and then i deleted facebook forever and (laughs) (laughs) i was like i've won facebook sign off (laughs) but i i was very proud of myself and then that's uh, a good joke thank you Uh, that's a good one you should have put that for headlines fuck ah and i didn't anyway we didn't even have headlines this week i'm sorry keep listening though we're busy with RagCon. <laughs> Hello. Okay, so I've been in the we've been in the throes of booking our honeymoon. And yesterday we booked our flights to Paris. <clears throat> and um and we are staying in the neighborhood called I don't know, we haven't figured it out yet, but we might stay in the neighborhood for La Marise, I think. I don't know how they'd say it in French. But in La Marise, there is a wonderful museum, and it's the Picasso Museum. And that is the setting for our next story. I've been there, and it was a long-winded way to get here. Nice. From news.artnet.com, a senior citizen stole a jacket artwork on display at the Musée Picasso and then had a tailor alter to fit her. See, now I was nervous that this was like a story about like a woman who is senile, but then she got the jacket tailored. It feels like she went back to just be like braggy about it. Yes, because, okay, so she stole the jacket, got it tailored, and then showed up in the jacket back at the museum like a couple days later for like an event. Yeah, I I don't think it was like a, this is like a, a mental faculties issue i think she just she reportedly was passionate about art and didn't realize it was artwork yeah you can't say i'm so passionate about art but that just looked like a souvenir that looked like a free jacket listen if it was it in the stuff pile at the front of your building or was it hung up in a museum what since when does a museum have a free jacket section <laughs> i've never been to the free jacket 
section. Maybe museums are different in Paris. I've only been to the Louvre. And it was I uh, yeah, I've been to this Picasso museum. I don't remember the free jacket between the two paintings on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so again, she took the jacket home and she had it altered so it would fit her. She could have gotten away with it if she wouldn't have went back. That's that's how most criminals get caught, is they go back to the scene of the crime. Don't do crime. God, I keep giving advice. People, it, it, don't do crime. But if you're going to do crime, quit getting off on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking roll. Go away. Yeah. It's just, I mean, goddamn. <laughs> Here's what's crazy. She didn't get in trouble. The public's procuse, or prosecutor office just let her off with a warning and dropped the case. I and now they just they took the jacket back and they just was like oh we need extra guards around this jacket because apparently this shit looks like you could take it and that's it that's all that happened like uh okay i just i'm blown away like i I gotta go to more museums if there's just free jacket who says we're not cultured it's crazy too because the artist was like aware of the risk of it being stolen like maybe the art piece says free jacket i don't fucking know dude take me and you're like okay well i did like well she got duped is what i'm saying Mm. art is priceless are you trying to segue into the dumpster fire i am are you ready i'm ready all right let's get to it Okay. From the sfgate.com, buy now, pay later is sending the TikTok generation spiraling into debt, popularized by San Francisco tech firms. Do a quick scan of TikTok and you'll find trendy young people casually blowing hundreds or thousands of dollars on clothes and jewelry, often set to the clattering bass boosted din of Florida rapper Saucy Santana's Jesus Christ. Don't tell me what the music is. Point is, if you're on TikTok, you'll see people wearing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have a tip. They say just use the buy now, pay later services. The hottest new way to take on debt. <laughs> like honestly, this is just how Gen Z learns this. Don't get your financial advice from someone with the handle Hot Jizz One One Seven Nine. Let me say something. I am 32 years old, and I have recently gotten out of debt which thank you thank you the debt that i have been paying off some of that debt i've been holding i don't even know how long like it's been years because this is what they want they want you they want to find people who will spend more than they have but make payments on time forever Mm -hmm. and that's what these services require you to do And they want you to get in the habit, even if they do it with no interest interest right now, they want you to get in the habit of spending bigger and bigger hauls and get into the habit of spending more than you have. And uh, so, you know, Klarna, Zezzle, Zip, formerly Quad Pay, Afterpay, Affirm, all of these pop up as you shop online. I'm sure you've seen them, you know, pop up and you know, you just have to type in your credit card information with a few clicks and maybe, you know, a small payment. It'll 
place it out over four payments over time. The services are also known as point of sale loans. They're heavily marketed by influencers and brands on TikTok and Instagram. This is, I have a, my Peloton I'm paying off with a firm. I mean, look, I got it. We all got it. I'm pretty sure my partner's paying off his mattress with the firm. Shit happens. Like we're all using it. It's just kind of crazy that like, it's going to come, it's going to, it's going to get us because it. this is available for everything now. Mm-hmm. This was I, like the QVC model too. QVC, like you could, or home shopping network, you could make off, make, just make payments and it's not interest and it's not a big hit on your credit, but it's money you don't have. It's money you don't have, but it's $20 now. It's $20 in two weeks. It's, but it's, it's not $80 that I don't have right now, but it is still $80 in the long scheme of things. I'm paying off my exercise bike with a firm as well. Um, you know, 72, 16 at a time. Yeah. Yeah. $63 a month. Bye-bye. It's interest-free, but it's, you know, uh, so anyway, so one video posted last, uh, last year by TikTok user features her in a faux fur coat and gold earrings. And she says, I was fully under the impression that I only owed maybe $300 max on afterpay. Then screenshots pop up with her balance more than $2,000. So this article says that these TikTok people are not nor- not just normalizing debt, but they're glamorizing it. Yes. That's the big, that's like one of the big issues is hauls and like, look how much stuff I'm getting. And then it's another issue is how much fast fashion and half yeah. that shit more than, I mean, I don't know the percentages. A lot of it ends up in landfills, but you know, uh, this, this lending bill, it's friendlier. It's a more responsible way to spend than credit cards. But in 2021, Americans spent more than 20 billion through buy now pay later services and an ever increasing chunk of the 870 billion a year online shopping pie in California alone, 91% of all consumer loans issued in 2020 were buy now pay now late loans. Really? They were also, yeah, point of sale, or they were also personal loans, family, household purposes, like cars, utility, or medical loans. That's how they all. define a loan. Yeah, that's how they define And loan. 91% of it was the buy now, pay later loans. Oh, let me. The, all consumer loans issued in 2020, defined by the California Department of Financial Protection as loans of personal, family, household purpose, such as cars, utility, loan payments, were buy now, pay on now, laters. So in any capacity. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it sucks. Cause it's like, yeah, this is in like, we both have them. I have them. I, I wanted a Peloton. I couldn't afford a Peloton. I certainly wasn't going to use a credit card for a Peloton because you're getting charged interest. So this worked, mm-hmm. but it's when it's the Peloton and a Gucci bag and fucking $200 Shein haul and those flights to that festival, the yes. festival tickets. That shit adds up. I mean, I could have I done that with my wedding dress if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. It's the, the option is everywhere. Now, I don't totally understand how these businesses make money. And I used to say the similar thing about a business called, that's a care credit which is uh, you can use on like 
dentist or eye things or vet bills. And care credit used to be a big part of my debt because of my vet bills. Mm-hmm. And turns out <laughs> they go, oh yeah, yeah. If you pay this off in 18 months, no problem, no debt. What I, or uh, no interest. What I found out was if you make payments and you don't tell them specifically, I need this to go to the time I went to the vet last June, then they just kind of spit the money all over your total balance and all the vet bills. And then that one time you went to the vet in June for like $3,000 cause your fucking dogs needed their teeth taken out. This is my own personal experience. They're like, well, you didn't pay that one off. And it's, you're like, how is that possible? I've made enough payments to pay it off. And they're like, well, you didn't tell us to put it there. And so now you're getting charged an obscene amount of interest mm. on a $3,000 purchase. And that's how they make their money. These ones, I don't know how they make their money, but I bet well, it's something similar. They do. They do have some interest. Some of the loans like a firm does charge, you know, interest on certain loans and things like that. You know, most of the times they're split into four chunks. The first payment due at the time of purchase. Some are split off in monthly or every two weeks, you know, whatever it is, but consumers are spending on average, $365 on a single purchase to a firm. The cart size has increased on the internet overall from about $100 per purchase to, uh, again, around $365 per purchase now. People spending $365. Man, I don't have any fucking money. That's what I'm learning from this. Yeah. So one of the ways, again, in a report provided by Afterpay, 73% of its Gen Z consumers spend it on fashion from high-end couture to H&M alike. And again, a lot of that fashion goes to fucking landfills after it's no longer in fashion or trendy. Um, You know, not everything you send to Goodwill gets bought at Goodwill. And they, you know, they also pointed out that people of color already much more burdened by debt than white people, especially are likely to use these services. An analysis by financial data firm Morning Consult found that 28% of Black and Hispanic Americans signed up for at least one point of sale loan in January 22, compared to 14% of white Americans. I mean, yeah. It's layaway again. You got to be careful with this kind of stuff, guys, because if you miss a payment too, they're going to fucking go after you like crazy. And then you got collections agencies. And then, I mean, whatever. We, this is... If you want a a great country to uh, just get wildly, wildly into debt into your early 20s, like take it from old lady Cassandra. America's the right country to get you there. And this is just the new way to do it. Yeah, they're building brand loyalty, you know, because people are like, well, you've never used it or I've never missed a payment personally. And it's like, doesn't mean it's not exploitative just because you haven't missed a payment also like fine you you want to buy 300 you want to buy a gucci handbag fine we all do i'd love to have one too and you're like i'm gonna do this and it's gonna be a gift to myself and i'm gonna choose to use a firm because this shit is eighteen hundred dollars and maybe more if i'm talking about a gucci handbag fine but you do it or a peloton but you do it once But if you do it every single time that you online shop and you're 21, 22, and you need a ton of clothes because that's what we all needed in our, shit, I need that in my thirties. You do it every single time. You're going to be in more debt than you can handle. And you're going to be, yeah, maybe you're not getting paid interest on all of these, like, but you're going to be in debt for a really 
long, long fucking time. time. Like interest compounds doesn't fall from the sky. No, it comes easy, but it goes away slowly. So these point of sale loans are marketing heavily to an audience that is younger, that might not have as much experience on how to use credit or what credit implications are, or what it means to have multiple loans at a time, says Marissable Torres, the California policy director at the Center for Responsible Lending. Few of these services do credit checks that would help determine whether people will be able to repay the loans. 43% of Gen Z users have missed at least one payment and 30% have missed at least two payments. 30% have missed at least two payments, according to a survey by Credit Karma. Klarna, one of these services, is now allowing you to do this at the gas station. And Walmart lets you do this. So there are people now having to do buy now, pay later for gas and groceries. Like this is fucked up. Yes, we are in in stage capitalism. Affirm and Afterpay say that they are more responsible, less predatory alternatives to credit cards and personal loans. They emphasize the accessibility of these services for younger consumers looking to bolster their credits and restore their credit scars, despite that many of these services don't report on-time credit payments to credit agencies. Affirm and Zezzle report both on-time and missed payments for some loans, though. It's it's like, oh, yeah, pay it on time, no impact. You miss a fucking payment, ding, ding, ding goes the credit score. It's pretty trashy. Very fucking trashy. I'm just saying, be very careful if Afterpay comes up, if this comes up. It's easy to go. Here's $80, $120 there. And then all of a sudden you've got every two weeks, a money, money, money's coming out. And it's just, there needs to be more protection for consumers, especially younger consumers, because they are targeting Gen Z. They're making it look like, look at this. I mean, regulations are, are on the way, but a firm may charge up to 30% APR on larger loans. That's how they make their money. Yeah. If you go to like a firm also has like a store where it's like, you can, you can say like, what can I buy on a firm? You don't have to just be on the web, like the website of a purchase. If you can go to like a firm and then be like, I'd like to buy some Beats headphones and it'll have the built in a firm price, which is higher in general. Wild. Yeah. It's just fucked, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway. Yeah. So be careful is all we're saying. And like, that shit adds up like it adds up and uh man we went from all the way to circling back on the sad reality of debt i've been in it y'all it sucks i've been in it i paid it off it is a lot easier to to spend it and it is to pay it off yeah yep that that's some fucking truth take it from your old ladies your old ladies on trashy trashy we just want to take care of you don't spend beyond your means i promise uh a 800 uh, 300 cart from h&m is not gonna fill the hole in your heart nope and uh that blouse not gonna be in style in about 75 days nope if it even i said it i said it right now take it out of your cart yep get it out of your cart doesn't matter two washes bye Bye-bye. Buy shit when it's on sale only. Get some good staples. Get a good solid pair of fucking jeans. Get a solid black blazer. Invest in pieces that will last you a long time. Anyway. Anyway, Cassandra, what are you hoarding? Oh, I'm hoarding a book called 
cultish. It's uh, super interesting. Have you read it? You're clapping. Uh, I, I've listened to a podcast with the author. Amanda Montel. Yeah. This book is awesome. I'm not, I'm uh, about 70% through it. And uh, it's really fucking interesting. It talks about like cults, obviously, but it doesn't just talk about, I mean, like it gets into, they get into Jonestown, they get into Scientology, they get into Heaven's Gate, you know, like the scary ones. But then they're also like, there's a whole part about like MLMs and how like their cultish behavior and talks about the like language manipulative tactics that kind of, and how it works and all that kind of stuff. It's really fucking interesting. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Cultish by Amanda Montel. Awesome. What are you hoarding? Uh, I am hoarding a documentary on HBO Max. It's told over a couple parts, you know, several parts, but it's called The Big Con, C-O-N-N. Oh. So it's about this lawyer who was uh, marketing, really good at marketing himself, you know, billboards, commercials, and all this stuff. Like everybody knew who he was. And his last name is Con, C-O-N-N. And, you know, it's kind of told in multiple parts. So there was some fraud maybe that was happening with social security disability payments. And that's something not a lot of people know about and how much money there is in that. People just think social security hit a certain age, but like, there's also this other big pool of money in social security disability. And uh, I don't know how it ends, but the first part was very, very good. And okay. it's, it's got some characters, some, you know, uh, a crooked judge, some hometown, uh, you know, country rappers that write like theme songs for the lawyer, uh, busy bodies at the courthouse that are like, nobody would listen to us, but we just kept doing, we just put our head, we just documented it all. We just, docu- we just kept saying it, you know, it's super fucking interesting. Like a porn star was in his commercials. It's just like, Oh my God. Okay. The big con, the big con. It's really cool. interesting. Yeah. What are you throwing away? Ringing the doorbell scares me. <laughs> like knock it off. Yeah. Like, just, I don't know. Just text me when you're here or like, it, or if you're dropping off a package, like just drop off the package. And like, I, I get an email. <laughs> Someone rang the doorbell the other day, like today. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like it scared the shit out of me. Um, like what fucking decade is this? Well, you know how to get somebody off the phone if somebody's like just talking your ear off. Huh? Go ring your own doorbell and then go. Oh, so so, somebody's at the door. Sorry, I gotta go. I mean, you know how much I love a fake phone call or a false thing to do, but it's like then I gotta calm the dog down. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's not worth. It's not worth it. Yeah. No, like it's easy for me to just be like, who's here? I gotta go. <laughs> Acting. Yeah, prove it. <laughs> prove it's not that they're not here. Like, just don't don't ring my fucking doorbell. It's like a horror movie. I fucking hate it. <laughs> what are you throwing out? Your Girl Scout cookies only be available for like a, like a three week window every year during dry like, january girl every, dry every fucking year it's like right after christmas when everyone's like i need to lose weight and then the samoas are like the fuck you do girl <laughs> i mean it's good i guess it's 
good marketing because it's like we gotta buy all we can because we ain't gonna see them again but it's it's like rare tulips or something where we're like <laughs> gotta harvest them while they're here and just to make like, rib <laughs> yes i just i'm like girls i just want them and i don't i don't know how to get them now and we're down to like our last little box and oh. i just i opened it today and i was like it's it's like i'm living in like the prairie times and i'm like we won't have another bag of rations till the mailman comes in a month that's how i feel it's uh definitely like an interesting sort of like office culture or like just a culture in general of like who knows a girl scout or like you are at the grocery, like whose who's fucking daughters and Girl Scouts get their order form. And then also you buy some from the grocery store and. Yeah. When you see them. Yeah. I will say though. The, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. And then there's always somebody that floats around. There's like, like a homeless troop that's a, like in some city of like, mm. you know, girls that are unhoused. And then you're like, well, I got to throw somebody to them. So it's like three points of sale. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean. I will say though that if they had them all year, it would not be as exciting and probably would hurt their sales. And also it might be like child laborish. Yeah, I guess it is kind of like, well, let kids sit at a at a grocery store for eight hours. Cause you can only get them from them. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of child labory. I mean, whatever though. What's your favorite? Because my favorite Samoas. I said them earlier, and I love to put them in the freezer. Ooh, mm. I'm a or the fridge. A, pe- a pe- oh my god! I just oh my god! I just blanked on them. The 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 peanut butter tagalongs. No, tagalong is the peanut butter with the chocolate on the outside. Yeah, tagalongs. Yeah, those are good ones too. I I would have pegged you for a thin mint girl. Oh, I hate, basic. I, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm a tag along bitch, but you know what's really good? I just had today my last box is the s'mores. Oh, the s'mores. Okay. Yeah, it was unusual, but yeah. Where I didn't I didn't have one Girl Scout cookie this year. Sorry, do you, you think you're fucking better than me? I just I noticed that they came out in January, and I said, "No, you little cunts, not yet." Yeah, I'm dieting, yeah. and. uh then by then I, uh, you know, I became stronger than the Girl Scout cookies. So I, I couldn't even tell you what they taste like. Gosh, I, I don't remember. Sorry, I am I didn't, a runner. Didn't um, realize that I was doing a podcast with Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, you know, I don't know what she says. I don't know her. I, I'll tell you what, though. Ooh, I, I watched a video of her on Instagram today, and I was like, I like this girl. She got, <laughs> she got my number. I'll tell you what. And I, as I'm reading a book about cults. I'm like, oh, hers, I wish I had the money to be in it. Where can the people find you? At Cass Cardenas. My Instagram is private. Uh, if you request me, please tell me who you are, um, that you listen to the podcast. Uh, at Cass Cardenas on Twitter, if you'd like. Uh, the Nooner Podcast on the Spawncast Network. But what's most important to me is that you find me here every Monday on the Trashy Trashy Podcast. Love it. Where do they find you? At Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram. And you can find me at Gilly Gal on the Twitter. And I had a tweet. I know everyone loves it when I read my own tweets, I'm sure. But I had a tweet that I was like, oh, this one, this one has the potential to go like viral. This is going to be like 
a 200,000. Oh man, get ready, Curry. You're going to have to batten down the hatches on privacy because you're going to go so viral. And it was a picture of a woman fighting maybe a three or four-year-old child, like physically fighting. And it said, me fighting the domestic supply of infants for resources and the hellscape of the 2030s. And it got 20 likes. Not the two. Thank you. But it wasn't the, the, the 200,000 that I was anticipating. I was like, you're going to have to turn your phone off tonight because it's going to overheat from the notifications. I'm trying to like find this, this uh, really special tweet. I thought it was very funny. Gilly gal. Because uh, in the uh, Supreme Court leaked opinion, Uh Uh the domestic supply of, if you don't know what we're talking about, what a fucking privilege. Anyway. You post a lot of wordles. I, I, it's a one thread. I just reply to one thread. It's a, it, are they on my feed feed? You're replying uh, to yourself. You're yeah. tweeting at yourself. Yeah, it's just, it's one thread. It's no, it's not a... me fighting the domestic supply of infants. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's cute. I'm going to give you your 16th like. Thank you. And I, are you, are you in this space for notes right now? Or are you still kind of workshopping stuff? Yeah, should I said me, comma? Yeah, I was really going to make a note. Honestly, what's really bumping me about your Twitter is the wordles. Okay, I'll delete the wordles. Okay. You're talking to someone who never tweets, but like definitely the wordles are kind of making me lose you. Got it. Um, Anyways, otherwise, it's really, really great. And I can definitely see it on like CBS. Thank you so much. Constructive. I appreciate it. Right. Absolutely. You can Are find you this. Are you going to be paying for this coffee? Yes, of course. <laughs> you can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and on Twitter. And, and on our website. TrashyTrashyPodcast.com And on our email. TrashyTrashyPodcast at gmail.com Please send us why you're trash. Please send us stories. We love both of those things when they happen. Um, you're welcome to send us notes or corrections if you'd like. Please just be nice about it. And uh, if you're feeling real nice, you'll give us a five-star review on wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Spotify or uh, iTunes or I don't know where else they end up. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and if you went to the 2001 ffa national convention please tell me what it was like because i again i didn't get to go can you fucking imagine if <laughs> someone listening to this has had that experience that would be incredible i i hope i hope we get a i hope we get a listener note we'll have them on for a special episode wow our first <laughs> guest and that's how we're gonna blow that load <laughs> hey Cass, what's going on girl Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye.